0: Hello, this is our daily drive time devotions through the book of Romans. Hi, I'm Pastor Tom Holliday and this week we're taking a look together at Romans chapter six. Yesterday, the first couple of verses of this chapter reminded us of the fact that God gives us a new life in Christ and because of that, we can begin to win in this battle that we have against sin. Now, By that, I I don't mean that we can become perfect in this world because we can't. But we can have victory in our daily lives. We can have victory today. And that's all you can do is live the life that God's given you to live today. The truth is, if you want to live a life of faith, you have to deal with the reality of sin in your daily life. And Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 5 tells us that if you're going to deal with the reality of sin in your daily life, you have to understand the importance of your baptism. Let me read these verses, Romans 6, 3 to 5. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Now, let's walk through these verses together, and let me just share with you a few truths about these five verses. First, these verses focus on the baptism of the Spirit, not water baptism. They focus on what happens to you the moment you believe in Jesus. The Bible does talk about both water baptism and the baptism of the Spirit. What the Holy Spirit does in our lives the moment we become a Christian is what these verses talk about. All of us were baptized into Christ Jesus. We were baptized into his death. It's interesting that the word baptized is really just a Greek word transliterated into the English language. The letters are just brought over into the English language. And the Greek word means immersed. So you could read it that way. Don't you know that all of us who were immersed into Christ Jesus were immersed into his death? And this is talking about a spiritual reality. Now, our our physical baptism, when you're baptized and you're put underwater and brought up again, it's a picture of what happens here. But this is talking about a spiritual reality in our lives. We are, we are immersed in Christ Jesus. In fact, notice in verse 3, it says we are immersed in his, in his death, into his death. The, the Greek word "iser" means into. We are in Christ, even in his death, so that so that we might live a new life. We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death, just as Christ was raised from the dead, So that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. That's the point. That's the point. That's why you have to understand the importance of your baptism. That the moment you became a believer, something essential about who you are changed. You're now a believer in Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the old person has passed away, a new person, new thing has come. Things are not the same anymore. Too many Christians try to live between Good Friday and Easter, experiencing the the forgiving power of the cross, but not living in the resurrection power of a new life. What a discouraging place to live. And you do not have to live there. You do not have to live there. You and I need to realize that God wants to do something new in our lives. And so he talks about you and I being united with him in his death so that we can be enjoying together his resurrection. It's interesting. There are really two pictures in this passage. One of them is the picture of baptism. And this picture, when it talks about being united with him in his death, the word united really has behind it, in the Greek language, the idea of being grafted in. It is the picture of a plant being grafted together so that now the new grafted part draws its life, its energy, from the part that it's been grafted into. We have been grafted into Christ so that now we can become like Christ, we can bear fruit for Christ. I have a new life, and the result of that is a different kind of fruit, a fruitfulness in my life. When I think of what it means for me to be a new person in Christ, uh, one of the pictures that I often use is is the picture of of a butterfly. When you become a new person in Christ, it's like a butterfly that goes into a cocoon. Actually, it's the caterpillar that goes into a cocoon and then the butterfly emerges. And once the butterfly emerges out of the cocoon, it is changed. Its essential nature is different. It can't become a a caterpillar again. It is a butterfly from that moment on. Spiritually, that's what happens to you when you become a believer in Jesus Christ. The moment you believed in Christ, you were immersed in Christ and something essential about your spiritual nature changed in that moment. And you can never go back. Just like a a butterfly couldn't go back into the cocoon and try to become a caterpillar again, you can never go back. You are a new person in Jesus Christ. Now, I, I know, I understand. You may not feel like a new person, especially today, but that doesn't change the truth. The essential spiritual truth is when I come to Christ and put my faith in Him, He changes our very nature. We become a new person in Him. I, uh, I wanna warn you against two very dangerous practices when it comes to this new nature. Some people try to experience the new nature without making a commitment to Christ. They wanna live up to all the morality of Christ, maybe even all the excitement of the resurrection without ever really turning their life over to Jesus Christ. Well, that's like a caterpillar trying to be a butterfly without ever going into the cocoon and emerging with wings. I mean, you can try to glue the wings onto a caterpillar, but it's not gonna work. And some people spiritually try to glue wings on and try to fly, and well, the results are expected. Splat, you're going to hit because you need the new life, the new power, the new nature that only Jesus can give you. So I'd warn you against that. I'd also warn you against the tendency that some believers have to uh, sort of strap the cocoon back on their back now that they're a believer and pretend that they're still a caterpillar. Oh, poor me. Oh, I still got all this old stuff in my life. Oh, I. Of course, you got a life before you became a believer. And it hurts, no doubt about it. But you don't have to strap it on your life and carry it around the rest of your life. Jesus Christ has done something new in your life. So I encourage you, do all that you can to find that new life that Christ has given you. Sometimes that means you need to get involved in counseling to see the new life that Christ has given you. Sometimes it means that you talk about what happened in the past with your small group. Sometimes it means you take it to God in prayer. There's a lot of ways to deal with this. But deal with it, because you have a new life in Christ. It is an incredible gift that he's given to you. One of the most discussed points of doctrine over the centuries has to do with what the Bible means when it talks about our, our old nature being dead and God giving us a new life. Now, some people, when we talk about the old nature being dead, suggest this means that somehow it's disappeared. Well, obviously, that's not true from our daily experience. Others suggest that it's just a matter of uh, our human discipline to say no to our old nature, but that doesn't work either. Self-discipline by itself is not enough to change us. How do we choose to trust with faith what the Bible means when it says we are immersed in Christ and now we have a new life in Christ? How do I put off the old nature and live the new nature? Well, I can't put off the old nature by ignoring it, acting like I'm somehow above temptation and sin, some kind of a perfect saint, deep down, you know that is not true. Should I just ignore these temptation feelings in my life now that I'm a Christian? That's extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. You can't deal with temptation by telling yourself that what you know is real is not real. That doesn't work. It also doesn't work to try to do this just by human effort. Uh, somehow thinking that if I just had enough self-discipline and determination, somehow I could suppress all that temptation and live as a new person. The battle with sin is a battle we have to fight. Our mistake comes when we fight it with just our own energy. Now, some of us are more self-disciplined than others, but if you make the mistake of taking on this battle alone, you'll find that the harder you fight, the more sin grips you. It's like uh, it's like spiritual quicksand. The harder you kick, the faster you sink. It is impossible for our human effort alone to win this battle against sin. It's not by ignoring it. It's not by human effort. It's by faith in what Jesus Christ has done for us. When we are baptized as believers, we are by faith picturing what Jesus did for us. When he died for us, that's what it means when someone goes down into the water. And when he was resurrected for us, that's what it means when someone comes up out of the water. If you have never been baptized, baptism is simply a way of saying to others, look at what Jesus means in my life. If you've never been baptized, be baptized. Why? Because Jesus was. Why? Because Jesus told us to. And you and I want to follow our Savior. If you have been baptized, then look back on your baptism as an experience of picturing what we're talking about together in Romans chapter six in these verses, the new life that you have in Christ. Let's take a minute right now to thank him the new life that he gives us. Lord, we thank you for what you have done in our lives. By giving your life for us on the cross, by giving your life for us in resurrection, you have given us new life. And Lord, if we've never trusted you for that new life, we want to trust you right now. Not trust in what we can do, but trust in what you can do. And as those who have trusted you for new life, we pray that today you'd help us to live immersed lives lives that are immersed in what you've done by giving your life for us on a cross were forgiven and lives that are immersed in what you did by being raised from the dead we have new life in christ thank you jesus thank you for what you've done for us in your name we pray amen tomorrow we are going to look together at romans chapter 6 verses 6 to 11